It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. You know, as parents, we try to promote healthy eating to our children as much as we can. But, you know, is there a danger that we can overdo it? Orthorexia is a term that's used to describe a focus on only eating healthy foods and an obsession to avoid all toxic meals. Dr. Kilty Oberlin is a disordered eating specialist and she joins me now to speak about this. Good morning, Dr. Um, Oberlin. Hi, Fiona. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome and thanks for joining us on the show. Um, Dr. Kelty, you um, are noticing that a lot of children are learning a culture of disordered eating because of the language that parents are using or that adults are using. They are. When you think about children, I always put, when I'm explaining eating disorders, disordered eating, healthy eating, it's on a spectrum. And it's relationship. So it's relationship to food, relationship to body. But when we're talking to kids, we have to remember, like, their brains are not developed yet. So they can't understand those complex word wording about relationships. I mean, even adults are struggling with this because mm. the diet industry promotes what they're calling healthy, but it's really a lot of diets. So people are getting fear. There's this fear of gaining weight, this fear of um, eating the wrong things, and we're calling foods good and bad, when really it's we're, what, we're, what we want to pro- promote is mo- um, moderation, because that's realistic, that's sustainable, and that is actually healthy. So when we're teaching children um, healthy eating, we often break it down into good and bad foods, because that's what their brains un- can understand. But yeah, I'm getting, I've been working in Ireland over 20 years, and the difference in people seeking help for eating disorders, Hmm. um, so that's where where they get to that other end of the spectrum, and you listen to where and how it started. I didn't have as many young children seeking help when I first started over here. Um, And now it's sort of, it's like every second call is coming in for children, my child, my child. And when you listen to the language or the the narrative of of how this disordered eating slash eating disorder kicked off, they're, they're saying, I just wanted to be healthy. And I learned that this food was bad, so I cut it out. And then it, it moves on and it grows to, it felt good. You know, I was rewarded. Isn't that great? You're having, I don't know, fruit instead of sweets. 
we're 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 rewarding children for being quote unquote good, and and then it, and then it grows. And so they're learning. And one of the things like fats are bad. So they start. They hear something has fats. I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. Um, and most importantly, as well, is that this, this disordered eating is not just about food. They're learning about how important ideal body size is, and they're picking it up when they hear moms, dads, or people in authority saying, "Oh, I was so bad over the weekend. I, you know, I'm so bad. I'm having this chocolate cake, or I'll be good tomorrow." And mm. good means exercise, and um, or good means cutting out anything from a meal to, you know quote unquote bad foods and or, and most importantly they're watching adults criticizing their bodies in front of the mirror I'm calling themselves fat when they're not fat Do you think that we throw around those kind of terms um, too easily then in front of our children because you know um, I suppose we're all kind of guilty of saying oh my god I'm after eating that now I can't believe I'm after eating that um, I'm going to be good tomorrow and probably don't even think about it in the way that we should be thinking about it. Yeah, and we hear it and do it so often. It's like saying, how are you today? I'm fine. Well, it's not really true, and we know that. Um, but we're kind of accepting that with uh, adults between each other. And so it's become normal to criticize our body. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't hear... When I'm working with people and they're in the process of getting well and getting healthy and reestablishing a realistic, healthy relationship to food, and they're coming in and they're talking and they're saying, nobody in my family actually has a healthy relationship to food. And that family is no different to most people around because, you know, most people are criticizing themselves for not getting to the gym. Like, But mm-hmm. they're saying, I'm bad because I'm not. Um, so yeah. if we are talking around our children and we want to promote healthy eating, it's better, are you saying it's better to talk about, uh, f- you know, moderation, that it's okay to eat everything as long as it's like in smaller portions, whatever, without, or instead of labeling things as a good food and a bad food? Absolutely. And we teach people, if when we look in, when we, when we look at it and we think in terms of what moderation is, it's developing a realistic relationship. So that means that we're saying yes to ourselves sometimes for certain reasons and no to ourselves other times. So we have to learn how to say both yes and no to ourselves and not criticize ourselves for it, but realize you know, that's, that is actually practicing moderation and acceptance and kindness. Mm. Because over time, when we think of critical thinking, when we cri- think of criticism, it's, it's unkind. You know, so we want our children to learn kindness with others, but we also have to teach them to be kind to themselves. So as people develop more rigid, disordered eating and then maybe cross the line into eating disorder... Their self-dialogue is very critical. They motivate themselves through criticism and fear as opposed to moderation and kindness and, and being realistic. I can't, be, I can't do everything well all the time. 
Dr. Oberlin, it must be very heartbreaking for you to see children and, you know, teenagers coming in to you with, um, you know, disordered eating and, and talking about things like this, um, you know, because it doesn't seem natural that a child sh- should talk about themselves in this way. So for you to see this all the time, it must be very heartbreaking. It is. But it's also as heartbreaking to me with adults because, mm. you know, we're now looking at the diet industry and that. And even the matter, it's influenced the medical industry too. Like people go in and immediately weight is commented on as if it's the barometer for health. And it, and it actually isn't. So people are, it's, it's not just the children, it's, it's the parents, it's the adults. And, you know, we're all kind of, we, we can't go online without hearing, you know, how we should be, which is therefore means how we're wrong. You know, um, so I think this, I, I think it's it's a challenge for all of us. And like, so if I'm working with a child, I really realize I need to be, I'm working with the whole family, you know, the whole family. Because I also, also say if one person begins to struggle and, and isn't able to nourish themselves the way the body needs, that compassion and kindness towards the body, um, that the whole family develops an eating disorder or disorder because everyone begins to worry and everybody, so then everybody becomes self-conscious. And I think we forget that children of a very young age can, you know, they do have an understanding of this and they do have an understanding of how other people might perceive them. Um, Like we had a call here a couple of weeks ago from a mum who was um, very concerned because she had taken her five-year-old to the public health nurse and the public health nurse had, you know, done the regular uh, weight and height charts um, and she said in front of the child that they were uh, measuring in as overweight and the parents said that, you know, that they didn't that they didn't see the child as being overweight in any way, and um, the public health nurse then took out a chart with um, uh, you know different kinds of healthy food and said that um, if the child started eating uh, or that they would be rewarded for eating, so they had like a kind of a re- reward chart, and you get stars for the amount of food healthy food that you eat. And the parent was very concerned about that. So, do you know? Do you think that it's not just parents that need to be aware of the way they talk, but it's a society as a whole. It absolutely is. I mean, I've been saying for a few years now, it's not just uh, the person that shows up to be treated for an eating disorder or disordered eating. It's actually very difficult because the whole, it's a disordered eating society. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, we're more prone, we're more likely, people are always shocked you're not on a diet, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> most people are on... And when we look at what a diet is in terms, you know, it's usually restricting a food group. Mm. Um, and, and when you, we, it's fascinating, but when you really start delving into neuroscience and how the brain actually works, the minute we say, you know, take something out, suddenly that's, we, we become fixated on it. You know, that, that mm. age old thing where don't think of an elephant and suddenly you think of an elephant. Um, yeah. 
And I suppose now with summertime, um, you know, the issue of weight and our, and our body um, really comes to the fore a lot because we're probably, you know, wearing, we're, we can't really cover ourselves up in a big coat. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. we probably do talk about our, our weight and, and what we eat a lot more now. So I suppose the message today is to try and be careful about the way you speak about it and the language mm-hmm. that you use when you're talking about um, trying to lose weight. Yeah. When we become critical, it almost, you know, so most anybody that goes on a diet has criticized, you know, is critical of their size, shape, their, you know, maybe, maybe their, their health practitioner has told them, like in your example, Mm. that there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with your size and shape. And so people say, I just want to get healthy, but we have to remember that health is also, it's not just about the size, the shape, weight, the calories, and nutrition is much more than calories. Mm. So our, when, we, when we really, I think, really begin to reframe what is well-being, and well-being is really about, we have to really work on our language with ourselves as well to try and bring in more compassion. And most people think, well, if I'm compassionate, I'll get lazy. Mm. But that's not really true. Then we sort of start to then break it out even further about, well, what's the lifestyle I'm living? What is What do I actually put in that I enjoy? Mm. Um, do I have joy in my life? Do I have compassion, compa- you know, joyful relationships? Uh, is that making sense? It is, yeah. Kind of breaking it out and. You know, I suppose like it's okay to sit back and enjoy your ice cream or your dessert if you've had, you know, relatively healthy dinner and you've included a few carrots on the plate there. <laughs> Keep yeah. the portion sizes yeah. maybe a little bit smaller. Um, but just try and eat, um, you know, a balanced diet is, is the message really. It's aiming for balance, but so much of what we're being told is it's about perfection. Mm. And, you know, there's, a, and, and we can get inundated and so confused with all the messages about, you know, this one day dairy's bad, the next day dairy's necessary. Yeah. And, you know, and that goes with all different types of food groups. So we take, we're actually literally taking not just dairy or whatever the fat is today, but we're beginning to take the enjoyment around food. And like you said, summertime, we're humans. Humans throughout history, it has been around the dinner table. It's been around meals. Mm. It's been around, you know, that, that we socialize, that we engage with people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and especially in the summertime, there's nothing nicer than going for a drive to the beach and then stopping, stopping off for fish and chips on the way home, you know. And you don't want to say to people, well, you know, you can't really do that anymore because that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. And so we're also, that's where we're creating memories with our children. Mm. And it's memories about connection. Um, we have to teach children how to enjoy. So therefore, we also have to learn how to enjoy as well. Um and that's as important, you know, we're, we become so focused on teaching, like we're in exams time, exam time, and we mm-hmm. can spread that, we can infect our children with anxiety and worry and think, and they become, they, they learn to think, okay, that's how I need to operate. That's how I, I need to be fearful. I need to be worried. I need to be anxious. I'm often working with kids around, um, around exam time and you, you begin to see that they don't know how to study without this anxiety and so when they get to higher levels of education they still approach each of these exams 
thinking that I study with a lot of anxiety, which also, you know, gets in the way and we can't retain as much information. So if we are bringing and sharing our anxiety, anxiety is very infectious. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I just, I do that. I see links between everything and I start to pull it in, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, we can infect around the relationship with food with as much anxiety and yeah yeah dr kelty Oberlin, it's a fascinating subject and one that i would love to explore a little bit more with you on the opinion line at a later date if that would be possible courts 96 fm